Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden-Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 24. My name is Scott Wyden-Kivowitz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Rachel Conley from Photoscribe. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Scott. How are you? Good. I got your last name in there because, you know, it came up last last episode. So I was like, I you know, know what? I'm, I'm going to get your last name in there, too. It was so. a little name shaming, but yeah. it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm excited for today's episode. Um, and this this month is, is turning into a crazy month. Next month's going to be crazy. Um, so we're trying to, you know, get a couple um, episodes in. So we've we got a... Um, a new episode that's uh, in the queue right now to be published, I believe. And then we have um, today's episode, and then next week, or the next episode after this, is going to be the first Snap episode, which I'm excited about. Yes. Um, and that's already re- recorded and ready to go. So um, uh, that's that's exciting. And then uh, we also have uh, episode 30 coming up sooner than later, which is the next Q&A episode. Right. So, so to clarify, um, our episodes on the fives are going to be the snap ones, which are short little uh, relevant topics that Scott's going to go over and help dive a little bit deeper into. Um, and then our blogs on the, I mean, blogs, our podcasts on the tens <laughs> are Q&A, which we need your help as listeners to tell us what you want to learn. Exactly. So, um, yes. Uh, so if you want to ask a question, it's go to imagely.com slash podcast slash Q, and you can get in your question for episode Thirty, um, but today we've got an awesome guest that I'm really excited for, Nathan Ellering. Um, so, since joining CoSchedule, um, Nathan has immersed himself in growing the startup as a solar solo marketer with blog posts and social media. Since then, he has helped grow a team that tackles big content marketing challenges. Together, they have improved a strategy that has positioned CoSchedule as the leader in their niche with more than 15,000 users, 100,000 email subscribers, and nearly 1 million monthly page views. And Nathan has published uh, two of Convincing Convert's top 10 blog posts of 2015, and uh, then the number one content marketing blog in the world, according to uh, Content Marketing Institute. And he has written for Fast Company, Social Media Examiner, and a lot of other awesome marketing blogs. In addition, he is working towards continuing to improve standards of performance for their own content at CoSchedule with the goal to become the number one most actionable content marketing blog on the internet. So uh, as you can tell, content marketing is Nathan's life. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, uh, I just told Nathan this before we uh, started recording that uh, I think my brother and I were one of the first two customers of CoSchedule. And uh, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for since the beginning, co-schedule has come up many a times. Lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, we are very excited to have Nathan here. Nathan is not a photographer, but his mom was. Yes, um, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> which we just found out as well. And um, so Nathan, welcome. We are so excited to talk to you today uh, yes. on this episode. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for the introduction. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Um, so before we dive into what's going on with you and with CoSchedule, we're going to touch on two things of the WordPress photography related news as usual. Um, first is that uh, WordPress is the just the WordPress community is working on 
the next default WordPress theme. This is just a bit of fun news. Um, it's going to be called 2017, just like the previous are based on the previous years. And um, it's it's looking nice. I actually think it's going to look a lot nicer than the default 2016 theme. So uh, I'm excited to see that how that progresses. It's funny, Mel Choice, who is the lead designer, is one mm -hmm. of the co-organizers of the WordCamp Boston, um, and I love her. So I'm really <laughs> excited that she's the lead designer on this. And yeah. and I think she's done some other default themes in the past, but I don't yeah. think she did 2016. I think she did maybe 2015 or something like that. Well, she's um, on the automatic design team, and she's right. just a very involved, very wonderful person. I met her through the WordCamps, and again, I can't say enough good things. So it's really great to uh, see her be the lead designer on this one. Yes. Um, the other bit of news, um, so there's a, this is actually related to two things uh, regarding SSL or HTTPS, whatever you want to call it. Uh, in January, Chrome browsers, that's January 2017, Chrome browsers will begin warning site visitors if a site is not SSL. And it's not just a little gentle warning. warning. It's going to be a nice big letter uh, warning that says not secure right next to the URL. So that little lock that's there right now, that tiny little lock, which you can see when you're on an SSL site, on non-SSL sites, that lock will turn into something that just says in big likes letters, not secure. So um, make sure if you uh, <laughs> are interested in this to uh, have HTTPS everywhere, make your site just SSL. Um, it has a couple benefits. One, that won't show in Google Chrome. Two, SSL now uh, is, a, is a ranking factor for, um, for SEO, for search engine optimization. And three, PayPal is actually going to, I think June 2017, we just learned about this at Imagely, PayPal is going to start requiring SSL even for PayPal standard payments. So start hopping on it. <laughs> yeah, and even if you don't necessarily sell your photos through your website, SSL is important to have. It's definitely, like Scott said, becoming a factor in the SEO. But it's hard, it can be hard to set up. And again, this is where having a good relationship for your website host um, can be helpful. So if you don't already have it and you want to start the process, my first step would be to contact your website host and say, how do I do this? Yep. And a lot of hosts offer SSL. A lot of them offer are starting to offer it free. Um, and some of them make it extremely easy. Some yeah. of them make them a little bit more difficult. But either way, you should be considering it for your, for your website. So. so Nathan, what's going on in your world, in CoSchedule's world? Yeah, well, um, <laughs> we've got some exciting new projects. So we've always got the blog going on. But uh, some, th some new things that we're working on right now, as far as content marketing side goes, uh, we're, we're launching a podcast ourselves. So it's kind of fun to be here with you guys today. Yep. Um, and we're also launching a new video series that we're calling Overheard at CoSchedule. And it's just going to be about the things that we talk about around the office and uh, will be a nice way for us to get some social video out there. Um, we know, you know, it's kind of fun to talk to you guys as photographers because um, we know that visual content performs really well on, on social media. So we're trying to tap into that idea of motion standing out in busy news feeds. So, yeah. so you can be doing live streamings and stuff like that. No, uh, not so much. That's something that we've talked a little bit about, but uh, what we're doing is, is slightly more produced. Okay. Um, so it's like, um, we kind of think about something that we've, a problem that we've solved around the office, whether it's on the marketing team or our customer success team, or even our product team. 
And then we kind of just take that story and record it in, um, in video format. So it's a little bit more produced. There's a little bit of uh, like drawing action in it. And, uh, it, but it's still like very conversational kind of like we're, we're doing right now. So yeah, carefully curated content. Um, I want to back it up a little bit and um, we know what co-schedule is. We love it. We talk about it, but maybe for our listeners, you could kind of explain um, what it is and the benefits, especially to photographers who are running their own businesses. Yeah, definitely. So uh, co-schedule is a project management tool is kind of what I like to say in um, everyone has projects that they need to manage. And what CoSchedule does really well is it works well for content. So if you have a blog that you're using to market your photography business, um, CoSchedule is a really great way to get organized. And everyone knows uh, if you get organized, you start to save time. And so what, what you can do with CoSchedule is that it takes the form of an editorial calendar so that you can plan your blog posts weeks, months in advance uh, so it kind of solves that blinking cursor problem. Like if you go to your blog and you're like, I need to write something today for my photography business, but it's really hard to do because you don't have ideas out there or you're looking at something, this blank slate, CoSchedule can help solve that sort of problem. Yeah. I, when we, I love that it's the only social sharing tool that lives in WordPress that works with a calendar. Um, I know that that really for the people that I speak with is the biggest factor because you can open up a blog post directly from the calendar and know that it's already going to be scheduled on the day that you want it to be scheduled. Um, yeah, definitely. The WordPress integration that we have is um, was a backbone for a long time. The way that CoSchedule started was a WordPress only tool. So we had the yeah. WordPress plugin and it was built as an editorial calendar to help you manage those blogs. So that, that integration itself for WordPress is probably uh, one of our strongest. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that you can just literally take a post, even if you have the social schedule um, attached to that post for when the post is published, it then goes out to here and here and here on a certain date and time and that kind of stuff. Um, but if you just drag the post to a different day, all the right. social stuff goes with it to the, you know, a, uh, the corresponding dates and times. It's just, yeah. it's a beautiful <laughs> interface, um, beautifully designed, um, well thought out. And it is a little bit of a learning curve for people who come from other platforms. Um, as I've been finding out from people who are like moving from Edgar, they're seeing it as a big learning curve, but it's going to grow on you quick because it's, it's a calendar. Yep. You know? And I think, so, you know, the difference between us in a, in a tool like Edgar is that we are, we are very content plus social. Right. So a lot of the other tools out there, they, they focus on the social message first, whereas yeah. we really try to focus on, so you have a blog post and you probably want to share that blog post with your followers on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, uh, whatever. Uh, what we try to do is to make it really easy to schedule a social media campaign to promote a piece of content. And that's yeah. not something that the other tools do that well. Um, and, and anyway, so th that takes the form of that editorial calendar. And yeah, definitely the drag and drop nature of it is, yeah. is, is very unique to us. And another, you well, know, so another thing that CoSchedule does with what, regarding content first is the headline analyzer. So you have this tool on, on CoSchedule's website for people to try. But with CoSchedule, when you create a new post or a new page, um, you can actually... Uh, 
you know, it actually scores your headline and tells you, you know, how to improve it based on what it's seeing from it, right? For yeah. for catchiness, for, um, yep. you know, that kind of thing. So Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, that kind of goes into how a lot of the way that we build tools. So that one's fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we took a look. Because CoSchedule started as this WordPress blog editorial calendar, uh, we're much more than that now. Like, you don't need WordPress to use us. But at the time, we were like, what could we do to help people... Uh, get more social media shares for their content, right? So we analyzed about a million headlines from our database, found the blog posts that were getting the most social shares, took those words and built a tool to help people write headlines that would result in the social shares among our top performing content that we'd ever seen. So that's the headline analyzer. Well, I think, I think the, uh, I mean, Scott and I obviously love this tool, so we can wax poetic about it for hours. Um, but I think the the testament to the product is that you guys do do testing like that. You've seen what works and you, um, you know, expand upon it. So not only are you creating a product, but you're also out there doing content management just like everybody else. Um, I often refer people to your blog when they need um, education on content marketing. So I think not only are you a tool, but you're a resource as well. And, and that's your baby, right? You handle all that content marketing. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, thank you for directing people there. I'm really glad that that's been a resource. Um, so I am the content marketing lead at CoSchedule. And what, what we do is uh, provide educational content to help people find an interest in a tool like CoSchedule. So what we try to do there is, to, to your point, like if you have a problem with like, let's just say marketing project management, uh, that might be more team focused. But um, what we try to do is publish the number one best post that has ever been written on that topic uh, on our blog so that you can find one answer to that question. You don't have to hop to different articles. Um, and that's what we try to do through completely through education. And we yeah. think that if we help people do their jobs so well, uh, they'll be they'll have more of a need for a tool like CoSchedule. Now, how yeah. how can you translate that into recommendations for photographers? Photographers struggle with blogging, even though they have the beautiful images. A lot of them get stuck with the writing. They get stuck with the scheduling. Um, are there you know some quick pieces of advice that you would throw off the top of your head specific for photographers and content marketing? Yeah, I would think. Uh, first of all, having a blog as a photographer would be a huge marketing play. So having a blog in general makes a lot of sense, or at least some sort of hub uh, to be able to showcase your work. Um, that said, uh, if you're having trouble publishing, um, you can't think of it like it, being a rock star right off the bat. Like, a, like, And I mean from that, like, don't hop in thinking you can publish five posts a week. Mm. Um, start with one post a month. And if you can do that and stick to that plan, then do two a month, then do three a month, then do four a month, build up slowly. And I think the best way to think about something like that is by thinking about it through like classical, uh, like psychological principles of skill acquisition. Um, there are three phases of that and you have to, you just have to start and the, when you start, you can't, it, it may not be the best thing in the world, but you're going to be able to ship something. And after you ship something, then you can improve upon it and remove errors from that process that you just went through. 
And after that, um, it takes about 100 hours to build a skill. And if you can't invest the time into that, um, in, or you should be investing the time into it to build a skill, that blogging is a skill. So if you think about it that way, you'll be fine. Start slow. Um, think about, you know, just some sort of consistency, one post a month, two posts a month, and stick to it for a while. When you feel good about it, publish some more. Yeah, I love that. We often talk um, about help having photographers blog once a week at the same day in the same time. Um, and then share those at different times on social media. So the tool, the part of co-schedule that I love the most is that you can have a blog post go up at the same day, at the same time, and then co-schedule can have it go on Facebook, Twitter, the different social medias at what you found to be the best time for that given social media entity. Um, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that feature? Because the question that we get a lot is, is it for photography target audiences or is it just sort of a generic target audience pool? And does that matter? Yeah. So it, so what we're doing right now is talking about a feature that we call best time scheduling. And this is a really fun one for me because it was very content led to begin with. Um, we started looking at blog comments and someone uh, kept asking us, when is the best time to post on Facebook? When is the best time to post on Twitter? And so we decided to write a blog post on the topic and research the heck out of it. Uh, found educational articles out there from other blogs, from other uh, studies, from just all over the internet. And uh, what we did, we compiled 16 different studies worth of data and picked all of the different best times and shared them in a blog post. And we found that blog post to be super, um, super good, I guess. It performed really well. Um, our audience loved it. And we figured, you know, if our audience loved that so much and it's a mechanics thing, how hard is it to remember the best time to post on Twitter? And, you know, if you want to send three tweets today, it's going to be really hard to remember all three times, right? And we thought, if it's a mechanics thing, why not build that into a tool directly in CoSchedule? So that's exactly what we did. We took the data from that blog post, and we built a tool so that people who use CoSchedule don't have to remember any of those points. And there's probably about, I don't know, 40 different best times among all the different networks. There's no way you can remember that. So that's why we built that right into CoSchedule. Um, and it's very fun for me, you know, being the content marketing lead like that, we saw our audience asking the question. We published some content. We saw it was successful and then built it into a tool, which has also been extremely helpful for our, our customers now. So it's, that's, that's a fun story for me to tell. What I, what I really like about that, that feature, too, is not only can you say the best time, but you can actually say, I want it to be the best time between this time range. So you can actually narrow it down. If you're like... Um, coming out with some special or something, and you only want it announced that at a certain time, you can reach the the biggest audience at that time frame in that in that general time area. So it's, um, yeah, your team did a overall just did a great job knocking that feature out of the park. Um, and you know, yeah, I I've been using awesome. it I actually, you know, I, I uh, the social templates that you can make. So um, the social templates the co schedule has is basically you can save your um, the the schedule that you want 
for your social content um, and reuse that in, in new content, in new blog posts. So I have one called um, Best Times, and it's literally the days that I want my content shared on different social networks, also based off of a co-schedule article on the best days to post. Um, and then I have it using the best times for each of those days for each of the social networks. So I can just create a new post and say, you know, use my social template of best times. And then I have a reshare. So, and I set that again, it does sort of the same thing, but I set it to start 90 days after the post is uh, public. So no, that's smart. So I have two. Um, and then I, I also use the automation. So um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's great for photographers to be able to now not have to think about that aspect because they need to keep making photographs, keep making money for their businesses, not having to worry about when to post stuff on Twitter or Facebook. Um, and that one thing, which now has branched out to multiple, you know, features in CoSchedule, but that one basic principle of best times that you're that your team is um, simplifying has now made for the uh, photographer's business that much better because they don't have to think about another thing. <laughs> yeah. And I think, well, and I think, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say um, for photographers too. So I assume a, a lot of times it might be a, a small team or maybe a solopreneur. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Time. It, you know, what is, what is the value of your time? Um, it, doing those sorts of things like mechanics, like posting all of the time or um, remembering to reshare things to your point. Yep. Uh, if you can just automate more, you save a lot of time. And if you don't have to think about all the different posts that you need to write or that sort of thing, you can dedicate more time back into actually writing that blog. And, and to our point earlier, it, you know, build the skill of actually publishing more often for your blog, which is, ultimately yes. probably going to be more beneficial for your business because um, right. you'll just have more stuff to share. And, now, and we were sort of talking yeah. about, um, well, so we were sort of talking about the, there is a learning curve, but what I like about CoSchedule in WordPress specifically is that not only is there the calendar view, but there's also the box. If you're looking at a blog post, you scroll down, hopefully you have the Yoast SEO installed because we talk about that all the time. And then below that is also the co-schedule box. So these decisions can be made while you're creating the post in that version, but it can also be made when you are uh, looking at the higher uh, editorial calendar view. So as a visual person, as most photographers are, you really have the option to, um, again, in WordPress, really look at these uh, a different way. And I think that that is so helpful for the right brain of us you know, because that's what we do. We focus on visual things all the time. Yeah, whatever you can automate, the the, yeah. the tedious stuff that you don't like, that's exactly what I'd recommend doing for any blogger. Yeah. Yep. And, now, and, I actually got to... Oh, go ahead, Scott. I cut you off last time. It's your turn. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, that the automation is just the upfront push. You're not going right. to... You're, you're still going to manually be replying to anybody who's engaging in that content. Um but there's no reason why you can't automate. And a lot of people are scared of it because they think it's not, it's not organic, it's not unique if you're, if you're autom automating content. But again, just remember that you know, time is money 
your photography business, your, right. the time that you spend on your photography business on the business itself is far more important than the time that you spend having to manually post in different places. So, and I think to, to your point, automation, that word is maybe scary. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Um, but an office dog. Yeah, we, we have office dogs actually below us, which is what I, I was kind of worried about. I love it. Don't worry. We love it. <laughs> so I told everyone else in the office to be quiet, but I can't control that. <laughs> but uh, back to this point of automation, I think that word is scary, but there are two types, right? There's one where like a robot would actually write your stuff and send it out for you and you have absolutely no control. Right. What we're yeah. talking about is that you write things and you just put it on a schedule. Right. Yeah. Um, and you just, if, if you, there, there's a proven thing about like bucketing like tasks together that you can do more at once rather than it spread out. So why not just write 30 social messages at once and have them go out at the best times on, you know, throughout the next three months. Yep. Exactly. It's, I mean, and that's just social, like there's probably a whole bunch more that photographers could do. I don't know if you guys have some tips around that. Well, I think the concern around automation um, is that world events, so like the things that happened in Orlando and the things that happened in Paris, interject. And so part of the automation is you do need to be the human behind it. And yes, you're a solopreneur. And yes, you know, you might be doing this content strategy on your own. But automation does not mean set it and forget it. Um, it. It also means, you know, being aware of what's going on in the world and being aware that you may have a tweet scheduled today and maybe today is not the day to talk about happy weddings. Today is the day to send your condolences or to not say anything depending on, you know, your brand and your message. Um, I was actually speaking yesterday to a group of photographers in Connecticut about blogging and social media. And the question was asked, can the tools like co-schedule, um, can they break into the automation? And I thought, no, I don't think so. But I put that to you. You know, you guys are creating the automation. Um, is there ever a moment what, like, you know, a terrorist attack where you would break that automation by the process or, or would you send out an email and contact? I mean, are you guys doing any policing like that? You know, that's funny. Um, I just wrote or like co-wrote a post for SEM Rush on that exact topic. Uh, specifically because we are a social media scheduling tool. And right. my advice that I had given was we, we can't control something like that because what is a crisis for somebody somewhere may not be for another person. And so I gave right. the example like um, if a terrorist, uh, you know, bombed a museum, it would make sense for a museum on the other side of the world to maybe send their condolences. But it does not make sense for the mechanic in Fargo, North Dakota to do right. anything like that. So what, what a crisis is for a specific company may not be for another company. And so yeah. we can't control that, but it does go back to, to your point where it's um, there is a hum, human nature behind it and you have to use your best judgment as a person. And um, just to tie that back to, to co-schedule a little bit, cause that's, you know, what we've been talking about a lot today. Um, let's say, you can easily look at your calendar today, see all of your social messages and easily just drag and drop them to a different date. Yes. Right. That's something you could do in, in like 30 seconds, literally. Right. So we make it really easy to do that. Um, 
Has Coast Schedule considered an emergency pause button? <laughs> oh, that's, that's an interesting request. Um, to pause all messages with the click of a button? No, we, we have not. That's the first I've actually heard of that one. Hey, you know? Yeah. You heard no, it I'll, I'll write it down after this. <laughs> well, um, and I think that's what that's the fear in automation. That's the feedback that I get from photographers who are out there who are blogging, um, Tamara Lackey is a great example. She's a very world-renowned photographer. We've interviewed her on the podcast, and we've asked her for these tools. And her answer is, I don't use them because I don't want to lose that human element. But at the same time, she's out shooting, she's out speaking. So her time is absolutely at a premium, you know. And um, with these tools getting stronger, it, it allows her and others to be able to have the time versus content benefit. Because the things that I tell photographers is there are companies that have uh, it, full jobs devoted to just social media. So how do you as a photographer, when you're running every aspect of your business compete? And that's where these tools are vital. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, let's, let's dig into like, some content marketing a little bit. First, um, do you want to, talk man my voice just cracked a little bit that was awesome yeah. <laughs> um do you want to um great for a podcast um do you want to talk a little bit about what content marketing is and then maybe um let's brainstorm how a wedding photographer can do some content marketing yeah definitely so content marketing is providing helpful content uh, that your audience wants and seeks out on their own without you necessarily pushing it on them. That's, right. that's one of the best ways that I can say. Um, a lot of times content marketing takes the form of educational content. So think about someone who wants to learn how to do something. That's where all these how-to articles come into play. Um, if you can teach someone how to do something uh, that's in your audience base, that's, that's content marketing a lot of times. Um, other times, you know, it, it can be fun. Uh, there are tools out there that are just exist just to help people have some fun. Um, the headline analyzer could be kind of one of those. I guess it's it's also helpful because the outcome is you get a headline that should increase your shares. But there are a lot of uh, tools or games, gamification, that sort of thing. Um, and basically, content marketing is a way to reach your audience in, in a way that's not just hype. Um, but in a way that's helpful. And that's, that's a term from Jay Bear, who's the president at Convince and Convert. Um, content marketing is about help, not hype. Yeah, so, I like that. And I think that uh, a wedding photographer could definitely do some of this uh, with the easiest way, likely through a blog. I'm thinking about their target audience as in, um, obviously, newly engaged people, uh, what do they actually want to see so that they can make a decision to buy your services? And I think it boils down to, uh, honestly, something that would be really easy to do would be to show them your past work. So it's probably a lot yeah. to do with your past packages. Um, I think a lot of, you know, are you kind of that modern hip? Like, do you do that? Or are you a more classically trained wedding photographer? I don't know. Uh, but what, what I'm trying to say is, um, use your blog to somehow show your unique style. And that's 
likely what an audience like that would want to know. Um, I think a word only blog would not work for you. I think that image galleries are a lot more important. So next gen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So one, one uh, content marketing campaign that I would say uh, wedding photographers should do. And I've, I've taught this uh, to many wedding photographers already, but um, let's say you have 10 articles that you have, you draft 10 articles, one that is about your recommended um, local florists for weddings. And then another is your, your local recommended venues for weddings. And then your local recommended, um, you know, suit rental, tux rental companies, and then, um, you know, uh, gown companies and, and, all, and so on and so on, your DJs and bands and whatnot. Um, so you have all these different articles that are each talking about one thing and you schedule those over time. But at the bottom of each article is a call to action to say, download my wedding guide for Fargo, North Dakota. And in that wedding guide, all you're doing is rounding up all of those articles in one PDF, a beautiful PDF with your photographs and your recommendations. And you're actually asking for an email address in exchange for that, um, that document. So people can get it for free without giving you anything on your blog, or they can give you an email address, get it all at once, and they can print it out on, at their home printer beautifully. And um, now you have an email address that you can then you know, remarket to and, and, and you know, do some soft sales and some hard sales eventually and, and whatnot. So to me, that's like the ideal wedding photographer campaign. Um, uh, that's brilliant, by the way. <laughs> that's super smart. Um, the, the, because what, what, are some, what are they going to search for? A newly engaged couple. Uh, they're going to start looking for DJs. What are they going to search for? DJs in Fargo, North Dakota. If you can right. own that result, um, and then they're going to search for wedding photographers in Fargo, North Dakota. If you can own that result and you talk about, do a huge list, you know, put your competition on there, but just trust that you're going to be better than them. Yep. That's what you and, need to yeah. do. There's another advantage of, of doing this, this uh, recommended vendors is that you can then partner with a wedding venue and that wedding venue is going to, if you're promoting them in exchange, they're going to wind up promoting you. Yes. So, um, yeah. There's, there's multiple benefits um, to it. Yeah. But, so and that, I think this is a larger content marketing strategy. Yeah. I love what Nathan said though, about blogging each of your weddings because, and again, this can apply to portraits. This can apply to landscapes yeah. because the other thing that uh, brides specifically and moms in a lot of cases are looking for, it is location specific. So um, here in Boston, we have a venue called the Stateroom. So you can do a blog, blog post on the Stateroom Boston, and then you can change that target keyword to, target keyword to wedding at Stateroom. Um, you know, one location can, if, depending on how many weddings you shoot there, can hold a bevy of blog posts and uh, keywords. And then when you mix in what Scott said, you know, every six or say every four to six blog post is those targeted content marketing strategy ones mixed in with your actual real weddings. I mean, that's where, you know, photographers get so overwhelmed about creating content. But if you think about it, there's 52 weeks in a year. If you take out the holidays, there's 50. If you shoot 30 weddings and 15 engagements, 15 of these marketing venue series, I mean, you hit 50 weeks right away. Oh, yeah. Um. So that's what people say, like, oh, I don't, I'd never have enough content. You do, 
it's just planning it out. It's creating that editorial calendar, which yep. again is why CoSchedule is so helpful in terms of having the editorial calendar in where you're working, you know. You know, another thing you can do with, if you want to just focus on a wedding venue, is you could do the ultimate guide to the state house in Boston, right? right? I was just going to say that. That yeah, seems yeah. really smart because you not only are going to own that result as a photographer, but you are showing everybody that you are the master at this venue. Yep. Yeah. And you could do blog content that's talking about a uh, 80s-themed wedding and a uh, a, a, a disco wedding and uh, a, a green color themed wedding. And, you know, you can do all these different themes from the weddings or like the best, the best band to play the state house at yeah. your state house wedding, you know? Yeah. So there's nope, absolutely. So much content that you can do just around one venue. That's, it's just amazing. And so content marketing is a, it's a brilliant thing. Um, it's a real it, thing, but it's a lot of work. I mean, that's the other thing that we're trying to say is, there are companies out there that have people who have teams of people devoted yeah. to just doing content. Yeah. So what is the easiest and the most return on your investment as a photographer when you're shooting and editing and, you know, living life and having a family and blogging in the middle of it? I think that's where the fear comes in and the yeah. um, apprehension about anything to do with content marketing, blogging. Um, but fortunately there are these tools and if you use them to the, you don't even really have to use it to the fullest advantage. Um, WordPress plus CoSchedule makes it so easy to do all this in one place that you may not be using it to its 100%, but you don't necessarily have to, to get done what you need to get done, you know? Yeah. So, so we've talked a lot about CoSchedule um, and WordPress, um, but I wanted to move into, are there other things in WordPress specifically that you would recommend for photographers? Because you guys obviously have a very strong WordPress background. Um, yes. Um, something that we do, um, that I have a friend, Dustin Stout, at Social, Social Worker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have talked to him. No, I haven't talked to him yet, but uh, it's definitely, he, that, the plugins definitely come up a, a bunch. Yeah. Um, I think that that would definitely help. I, I'm actually remembering a conversation that we had, I think, like two weeks ago where he, he talked about how he's been using his plugin to increase his traffic from Pinterest. And I think for yeah. Pinterest is huge. Huge, yep. Um, yeah, I think, I, you know, think about wedding photographies. I think uh, a lot of people go to Pinterest first almost to yeah. find ideas. And what if you could publish, here's more content, uh, publish blog posts about like wedding theme ideas. Uh, and then make some longer, longer images uh, or compilations maybe uh, that will perform well on Pinterest and then make sure that people can share those out. So, so let, yeah. let's, let's dig into Pinterest and CoSchedule for a second because I think um, uh, it's important for photographers to know that with, with CoSchedule, by default, the image that's going to be shared on any social network, whether it's Pinterest or elsewhere, is whatever you set as the featured image. Okay? That's right. But you can replace that image manually. So let's say you do a, uh, a, a post that's about you know, a wedding, and you've got five photos in that post. You can have the, that post shared on Pinterest five times, yeah. and in each one, have it use a different image. And not have it go all at once, of course. Have it go, you know, a week here, a week there, a week there at the best possible times 
replacing the image for each one. So it's always different. It's always going to catch someone's attention who's more interested in blue versus orange versus green versus whatever. So, um, yeah. Um, but what was the plugin that you were talking about? Not co-schedule. Uh, not co-schedule. I was talking about um, social warfare or okay. warfare plugins is the actual name of the company, but the plugin itself, social warfare should be, um, that's one where let's say, uh, you publish that blog post that has four or five longer images that you could consider pin-worthy. Um, that will help your readers that are on your blog pin those. So if you think about someone who's doing wedding research, they probably have a board uh, right. for their wedding. Or four. Yep. <laughs> so why not give them? Why not give them the content on your blog that is pinnable? Um, yeah. Give make it easy for them to pin. So social warfare would be a really good way to do that. So yeah, this so is kind of a, co- a two-prong approach, right? You can schedule your posts to go to Pinterest through co-schedule, correct? Yep. Um, so that's you sharing it on Pinterest through whatever board that you've chosen for your business. And then social warfare allows your readers to share it on their board. So it's just getting more content. And I think you mentioned when you scroll over the image, there's a way for the social media sharing bar to pop up. It has different... Um, you know, uh, styling features. Um, so that really is the ultimate social media strategy where you're scheduling it to go out through co-schedule and then allowing, giving the tools to your readers to schedule it through theirs as well. Yeah. And I think so, uh, the last part of like the ultimate strategy would be just, if you could one more tool just to monitor what people are sharing, uh, just to listen to their conversation. Because if you see that someone's sharing your stuff and they've grabbed, yeah you know, a bunch of your stuff, maybe it's time for you to just kind of reach out and say, Hey, if you have any questions about wedding photography, let me know. And what tool do you recommend for that? Do you have a tool? Yeah, we use mention here at CoSchedule. It might, it mentions a little bit robust, but we get lots and lots of shares every day. Um, But there are other tools that do that sort of thing. Um, I use um, lead in. Have you guys ever heard of that? It's HubSpot. Yeah, it's HubSpot. Um, Yeah. And it's if they input anything on your on any kind of form, it tells you how they got there. Yep. Um, so it'll tell them mm-hmm. what blog post they came in at and then who they are um, because that way you can reach out and say, hey, I saw you liked this. I mean, it's a little stalkery, but right? we're running businesses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if it's a lead, it's a lead. Yep. Yeah. Um, I will say that with uh, social warfare, it gives you a little bit of the mention uh, aspect because you can put in your Twitter handle and you can put in your Pinterest handle. And when somebody does pin or tweet, you're getting alerted that you were, you were mentioned unless they edit it. Oh, okay. They can edit it. Um, so that's the poor man's way. <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> but, you go. but, um, but again, they can edit it. So, uh, mention is a great service. Um, I haven't, I don't use that currently, but I have used it in the past. So, um, and we should I, mention co-schedule is a paid plugin. Yeah. Um, are these other plugins, social warfare, um, obviously, we think it's worth every penny plus. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, there are people and photographers out there looking only for free plugins. But, it, I mean, in this situation, like, you got to pay the money, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, it's, an investment. it's an investment. Yep. I'm not sure, I'm not sure if um, Social Warfare is a paid plugin. I know Mention is uh, a paid tool. It's not a, I don't it's a service, believe it's yeah. actually a a WordPress plugin. And, you know, to your point on, on paying, um, I think it's the value of your time. How much is your time worth compared to 
uh, you know, the few bucks that you'd spend on a tool that could save you that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, social warfare has a free version. It's quite limited mm-hmm. compared to their paid version. Um, so the paid version, it's not that expensive. I think it's like $39. So the paid version is yeah. well worth it. Um, just stop buying coffee and breakfast for, you know, a couple of <laughs> weeks. Um, yeah. and, and you're, you covered social warfare. Um, so, well, again, I mean, that, this just brings into that larger conversation. The reason that these plugins are premium plugins is because they have the functionality to save you time and make you money in your business. I mean, you can quantify those leads in turning into bookings and these tools are the things that help you get there. So, right. If you book one package because you use social warfare, I'm sure you're making more than 39 bucks. Yep. Right. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope so. If you're if you're charging less than thirty nine dollars for a photography session, something else is up. <laughs> right, that's a bigger conversation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, next week on my own blog, I have an article. I think it's called. Um, actually, I got to pull it up because I got to double check. But I think it's actually called. Um, this photo is worth seven thousand four hundred eighty dollars or something like that. Um, it is called. I'm actually loading up co schedule. It <laughs> is. Uh, here it goes. I think pricing is the second yeah, most te- asked question other than websites, right? Yeah. So that's <laughs> called the, the article is called this photograph is not free. It's $10,695. So yeah. we're talking about why a photograph is, you know, if somebody wants to pay me a hundred dollars for a job and I turn them down, they wonder why. Um, that's this- a great headline, by the way. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like jealous over here. <laughs> Should, well, we should, should I say see headlines it, with numbers always do better, right? The top five true. things, $10,000. Yeah. It's just amazing how quickly yeah. those numbers translate to people. I've done a lot of research on that in headlines with numbers, whether it's a percent or like dollars like that, yeah. or um, just uh, lists, they always do better. Yeah. So according to the uh, co-schedule headline analyzer, the headline, this photograph is not free, it's $10,695, gets a B plus uh, or a 68 um, score yeah. out of 100. So that's pretty good. It's probably because it's blank. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Well, awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to chat on relating to photography, co-schedule, and WordPress? Um. I think I think we covered a pretty good amount. I think that yeah. we gave a, photographers a pretty good incentive to invest in tools, whether it's CoSchedule or someone else. Um, yeah, and there tools are other tools to, out there. Yeah, and and whether it's content marketing or or social media or you know outsource blogging, whatever it is, where you have an incentive to um, to outsource and to pay for services that will make your job easier. And this has been a, an ongoing trend in the whole podcast. I mean, we, when we talked to Jared yeah. Bauman from shoot.edit, we talked about outsourcing some, something like post-processing that every photographer does. Right. Um, you know, it's the same thing. If it's going to make your job easier as a photographer and a business owner and get you out there making more photographs and getting in more clients, then do the outsourcing and get these services if, if you can fit it into your budget. And you know, hopefully if you are getting into your budget, you're making more money. So it, it right. pays for itself. So I think we uh, gave everybody who's listening a pretty good incentive to do so um, beyond just co-schedule in general, just overall. So, yeah. Well, um, so Nathan, where can we find you on the web? Yeah. Uh, you can find me at coschedule.com. 
uh, and our blog is coschedule.com slash blog. So if you want some tips on just marketing in general, I, I promise they're not pushy. <laughs> blog <laughs> posts are dedicated to help you learn this stuff. So yeah. um, definitely check it out. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us today. Thank you, Rachel, for being an awesome co-host. Thank and you, Scott. You can find the show notes from today's episode at imagely.com slash podcast slash 24. 24. So I won't be here for 25. That'll be Scott, and it'll be a, sh- a short snippet. Hopefully that'll be good for you to absorb whatever you need to absorb. Um, and then again, if you have questions for us, please send them in. Um, we are looking forward to episode number 30 being our next Q&A episode. Yeah, and um, it's possible that won't, depending on when we schedule that, I might be just back from Canada Photo Convention talking about image SEO. So um, we might be talking about that a little bit. Um, depending. Awesome. I love so, it. Yeah. So uh, until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast. 